Part two, chapter forty four of Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Stillest Hour What hath happened unto me, my friends? Ye see me troubled, driven forth, unwillingly obedient, ready to go, alas, to go away from you. Yea, once more must Zarathustra retire to his solitude, but unjoyously this time doth the bear go back to his cave. What hath happened unto me? Who ordereth this? Ah, mine angry mistress wisheth it so. She spake unto me. Have I ever named her name to you? Yesterday, toward evening, there spake unto me my stillest hour. That is the name of my terrible mistress. And thus did it happen, for everything must I tell you, that your heart may not harden against this suddenly departing one. Do ye know the terror of him who falleth asleep? To the very toes he is terrified, because the ground giveth way unto him, and the dream beginneth. This do I speak unto you in parable. Yesterday, at the stillest hour, did the ground give way under me. The dream began. The hour hand moved on. The timepiece of my life drew breath. Never did I hear such stillness around me, so that my heart was terrified. Then was there spoken unto me without voice. Thou knowest it, Zarathustra. And I cried in terror at this whispering, and the blood left my face. But I was silent. Then was there once more spoken unto me without voice. Thou knowest it, Zarathustra, but thou dost not speak it. At last I answered like one defiant. Yea, I know it, but I will not speak it. Then was there again spoken unto me without voice. Thou wilt not, Zarathustra. Is this true? Conceal thyself not behind thy defiance. And I wept and trembled like a child, and said, Ah, I would indeed, but how can I do it? Exempt me only from this, it is beyond my power. Then was there again spoken unto me without voice, What matter about thyself, Zarathustra? Speak thy word, and succumb. And I answered, Ah, is it? My word? Who am I? I await the worthier one. I am not worthy even to succumb by it. Then was there again spoken unto me without voice. What matter about thyself? Thou art not yet humble enough for me. Humility hath the hardest skin. And I answered, What hath not the skin of my humility endured?
at the foot of my height do i dwell how high are my summits no one hath yet told me but well do i know my valleys then was there again spoken unto me without voice o zarathustra he who hath to remove mountains removeth also valleys and plains and i answered as yet hath my word not removed mountains and what i have spoken hath not reached man i went indeed unto men but not yet have i attained unto them then was there again spoken unto me without voice what knowest thou thereof the dew falleth on the grass when the night is most silent and i answered they mocked me when i found and walked in my own path and certainly did my feet then tremble and thus did they speak unto me thou forgottest the path before now dost thou also forget how to walk then was there again spoken unto me without voice what matter about their mockery thou art one who hast unlearned to obey now shalt thou command knowest thou not who is most needed by all he who commandeth great things to execute great things is difficult but the more difficult task is to command great things this is thy most unpardonable obstinacy thou hast the power and thou wilt not rule and i answered i lack the lion's voice for all commanding then was there again spoken unto me as a whispering it is the stillest words which bring the storm thoughts that come with doves footsteps guide the world o zarathustra thou shalt go as a shadow of that which is to come thus wilt thou command and in commanding go foremost and i answered i am ashamed then was there again spoken unto me without voice thou must yet become a child and be without shame the pride of youth is still upon thee late hast thou become young but he who would become a child must surmount even his youth and i considered a long while and trembled at last however did i say what i had said at first i will not then did a laughing take place all around me alas how that laughing lacerated my bowels and cut into my heart and there was spoken unto me for the last time o oh, zarathustra thy fruits are ripe but thou art not ripe for thy fruits so must thou go again into solitude for thou shalt yet become mellow and again there was a laughing and it fled 
Then did it become still all around me, as with a double stillness. I lay, however, on the ground, and the sweat flowed from my limbs. Now have ye heard all, and why I have to return into my solitude. Nothing have I kept hidden from you, my friends, but even this have ye heard from me. Who is still the most reserved of men, and will be so? Ah, my friends, I should have something more to say unto you. I should have something more to give unto you. Why do I not give it? Am I then a niggard? When, however, Zarathustra had spoken these words, the violence of his pain and a sense of the nearness of his departure from his friends came over him, so that he wept aloud, and no one knew how to console him. In the night, however, he went away, alone, and left his friends. Notes by Anthony M. Ludovici this seems to me to give an account of the great struggle which must have taken place in Nietzsche's soul before he finally resolved to make known the more esoteric portions of his teaching. Our deepest feelings crave silence. There is a certain self-respect in the serious man which makes him hold his profoundest feelings sacred. Before they are uttered they are full of the modesty of a virgin, and often the oldest sage will blush like a girl when this virginity is violated by an indiscretion which forces him to reveal his deepest thoughts. End of Part 2, Chapter 44 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia